if you were walking around in the dark, like right here in Massachusetts, this is the time of year in which it's getting darker. It's getting darker. You really feel it, especially when the sun is not out and it's been raining for the past two days and it's really dark. And so if you're walking around in the darkness, especially a thick darkness, what do you need to see? A light. Either turn on a light in your room or if you're walking outside, get a, a flashlight or what they call in England, a torch. You know, like get something that's going to guide your way. A light. A light always guides your way. And you don't need a lot of light to guide your way. You only need a little bit. Even if you just had a little bit of light, like a night light, say at night and you're one of those people that wake up in the middle of the night and you have to go to the bathroom, then you need a night light to see or else you're going to bang into things. Okay, and so even if you just have a little light, it's enough light to guide you in the darkness. And that's who Jesus Christ is. He's the light of the world. He's the light that guides us in the darkness of this life. He's the light that shines. Also, the Holy Spirit is the light that shines in our temple, shines in our heart, helps us, guides us on the way. The Catholic Church is there to guide us with the light of truth. And so we need that light, especially in our day and age. There's a lot of darkness. There's a lot of darkness that's in the world. There's a lot of darkness in our lives. There's a lot of darkness in our relationships with one another. There's a lot of darkness because of sin. Because when we fall into sin, there's darkness that's within. And only Christ can set us free from that darkness. And you know what I'm talking about? If you're living in darkness and you haven't experienced that light, and you seek that, that light, you seek to get out of that darkness or that hole maybe that you put yourself in or maybe the lies of the world. You, you know, you conform yourselves to the lies of the world and then you fall down, you're, you're like in this hole. But you don't have to stay there. Christ is always there to set you free, to give you freedom. So how does Christ or the church give us that light and this darkness? It's one thing, the truth. We need the truth. There's a lot of voices today. There's a lot of voices that we hear. There's a lot of loud voices. They might be loud, but they may not be giving you the truth. Just because you have a loud voice doesn't mean it's a truthful voice. A quiet voice may be better to give you the truth, such as like a wise spiritual director. I think of like a monk who's quiet, you know. He may give you, you know, like a couple of words and then say, meditate on those words for the next 25 years, like the monks of old in the desert. They would go, they would meditate on a few words for 20 years and then come back and say, all right, Father, I meditate on those words for 20 years. Give me another word. That's truth. That's wisdom. 
Sometimes we, we need that to guide us. Because we're hearing all kinds of voices, especially in our technology and our communication today. Our communication is both good and bad because we're able to communicate so we're, we're able to find truths maybe that we didn't find before. I mean, just in, in this YouTube, you know, we're on YouTube right now. So we're trying to give people the world the truth instead of just the congregation here. And so there's a good but there's also a bad because you hear a lot of voices and you can become very confused. Who has the truth? Who's speaking the truth? Who's really given me the truth? And that's where I always look to the person of Jesus Christ himself. He is the truth. As Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And how does Jesus Christ communicate that truth to us? through the church, because the church is the body of Christ. I'd like to read to you a section from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. If you want to look it up yourselves, feel, feel free. It's, it's open domain. 2465 is the paragraph. I'm going to read 2465, 2466, and 2467. And feel free to you know, read on. This is on the section on the Ten Commandments, and this is under the Eighth Commandment about the truth. It says here, the Old Testament attests that God is the source of all truth. His word is truth. His law is truth. His faithfulness endures to all generations. Since God is true, the members of his people are called to live in the truth. The Old Testament contains truths. We have the Ten Commandments. So some people think, well, that was the Old Testament. I don't, need to, I don't need the Old Testament. No, you're wrong. Jesus came to fulfill the laws and the precepts of the Old Testament. But the laws and precepts of the Old Testament are still there. You still have the Ten Commandments. You still have the 613 commandments of the Torah. Of course, no one can follow them. That's why we need Jesus Christ it's hard to follow 613 commandments. It's even difficult to follow the 10 commandments. And then Jesus summed them up to two commandments, love God and love neighbor. And even those are difficult. So I'm not saying that these are easy, but I'm saying don't negate them, that they're there, at least accept them, at least accept these truths of the Old Testament. You can even accept the truth of, say, the kosher laws of the Old Testament. You can follow the kosher laws. There's nothing wrong with that. If you don't want to you know, eat anything that's unclean, you can follow that. As a matter of fact, the kosher laws are actually good for our health if you follow the, the kosher laws. But it means no bacon, no pork, no hot dogs. You have to give up things. There's a sacrifice for the kosher laws. It means no shrimp, no clams, no mussels, things like that. So you have to go. But it, there's a reason for those. They're good for our health. So the Old Testament laws are still valid today. Then Catechism of the Catholic Church goes on, 2466. That's a paragraph. And Jesus Christ, the whole of God's truth, has been made manifest, full of grace and truth. He came as the light of the world. He is the truth. 
Whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. The disciple of Jesus continues in his word so as to know the truth that will make you free and that sanctifies. To follow Jesus is to live in the spirit of truth whom the Father sends in his name and who leads into all the truth. To his disciples, Jesus teaches the unconditional love of truth. Let what you may let what you say be simply yes or no. So it's in Jesus Christ. The fullness of the truth is within him. One of the problems of modern society is what we call progressivism. Have you heard of progressivism? So progressivism actually comes from the theory of evolution. And the theory of evolution says that all things are evolving. All things are evolving to, you know, a, a different species, different state, and even man is evolving to something greater. I don't know about you, but as I get older, I'm de-evolving. I don't know about you, but as you get older, your hair is getting gray, you're getting more wrinkles, you know, instead of seeing up, you're looking down more. Start shuffling. You know, the body starts giving out as you get older. It's called decomposing. So you can refute evolutionary theory for man just by your own life. Just get older. And you'll find that you're not evolving into something greater. Whether your body's decomposing, you're getting older. That's your body, though but your soul remains young. Your soul remains fresh and new. So you can be young in your spirit, even if you're old in your body, even if you're listening and you're in a bed, you're confined, you know, you're homebound, your spirit can still remain young and alive, even though maybe you're not able to move your body much. See that? you got to watch progressivism, this evolution, because it's also taught sometimes in biblical studies that the Bible is evolving. The laws and truths that the Catholic Church professed before no longer applicable to today. That's wrong. The truth remains the same. The truth in the Middle Ages, lying was lying today, and it's lying in the Middle Ages. Stealing was stealing today, and it was stealing back in Roman times. Adultery is adultery today. It was adultery way back in Jesus' time. It hasn't changed. Maybe the understanding of that truth or the expression of it can change, such as we're using the media. They didn't, use, they didn't have media in Roman times or medieval times. So the, the way that we present it might change. Those are kind of the externals, but the essence remains the same. The essence of the truth remains the same. And if we say that a truth evolves and the essence changes, that's wrong. The nature of a thing stays the same because it's given to us by God, whether it's a dogmatic truth or it's a moral truth 
remains the same. You know, that the, in the Catholic Church, this was from Vatican II, that they have a hierarchy of truths. This is dogmatic theology. A hierarchy of truths of the church. What's, the, what's one of the central truths of being a Christian? It's the belief in the Holy Trinity. One God, three persons. And then we go into the belief of Jesus Christ, his incarnation, his passion, his death, his resurrection, his ascension into heaven, Christ's redemption for us, his, uh, his coming as judge, his second coming to us. The Holy Spirit, he's the Lord, the giver of life, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God himself. And some of the more dog, you know, dogmas about the Blessed Virgin Mary. She's the mother of God. She's perpetual virgin. She was immaculately conceived. And she was assumed into heaven her assumption. And I could go on and on and on about the truth. But this is one of the reasons why we're doing this Explain the Faith series. Father Chris and others do. Because we want to explain to you the truths of the church, that the, that the nature of those truths remain the same in the church, and even moral truths remain the same because they're inherent within us. So if you steal from, from someone, that's wrong. If you lie, if you cheat, that's wrong. If you curse, that's wrong. See, that we, we need that truth within us. We need that law within us. We have laws in our society, laws in our civil society. So, like, if you go up to a stoplight and it's red, what does the law say? Stop. If it's green, you go. And if it's yellow, what are you supposed to do? Slow down. Although some people speed up when they see a yellow light. And if you break that law, what happens? You see red and blue lights behind you. It's a police officer, and he stops you for breaking the law. And he should. It's a, it's a, it's a truth. I have, I have actually a, a funny story about the truth. There was one time I was driving down, a police officer, you know, he, I wasn't speeding, but all of a sudden he's he shown us his lights. I mean, I was like, oh boy, what did I do? So he pulled me over and he said, Father, your inspection stick sticker is, you know, is overdue. And I look at the inspection sticker sticker and I said, You're right, it is overdue. I didn't notice it. And so I was trying to, of course, talk my way out of it. And the and the police officer, he gave me a ticket. Gave me a ticket. And you know what I said to myself? I said, good, I deserve it. I deserve it. Because my inspection sticker was, it was overdue. I didn't notice it. He's just doing his job as a police officer. Well, I found out he was Catholic. And he was asking me about confessions. I said, Father, when, when do you have confessions? So I told him, oh, 1 to 2 p.m. And this was during the pandemic time. So during the pandemic time, we were hearing confessions in our cars. We, call, we were calling them drive-through confessions, where we would be in our car, and then you know, the penitent would drive up, they would confess their sins, 
we would give them absolution and send them off on their way. So one day I'm, I'm in my car, I'm hearing confessions, and a police officer's car drives up. And it was the police officer who gave me a ticket. <laughs> and he noticed my car and everything. And so he confessed his sins, he confessed what he did wrong. And as he gave me justice, I give him mercy. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And sent him off on his way. God has a sense of humor. He was doing his job as police officer. I broke the law. The truth was there. I deserved a ticket. What was funny is, as a police officer, he broke the law, moral law. He came, confessed it, but instead of giving him justice, I gave him mercy. That's the great thing about the Catholic Church, is even if you break the truth in law, Yes, there is justice. You have to acknowledge justice. You have to say, yes, I, I did wrong. I broke the law. Yes, I, I did not live the truth. But there's also mercy that's there that, that God gives us. And so the final paragraph here, 2467. Man tends by nature toward the truth. He is obliged to honor and bear witness to it. It is in accordance with their dignity that all men, because they are persons, are both impelled by their nature and bound by a moral obligation to seek the truth, especially religious truth. They are also bound to adhere to the truth once they come to know it and direct their whole lives in accordance with the demands of truth. One of the things about modern society is we think the truth, we think that all of us have the truth within side of us. I mean, we do and we don't. So if we follow God's truth that's inside of us, yes, we have the truth. If we follow our own truth, or our own philosophy, uh-uh. That's what's called subjectivism. Meaning, I can do, so people say, well, I can do whatever I want. But there's, but there's moral laws that are going to stop you. Such as, I always use the law of gravity. If you jump off a building and you say, nope, uh, I, my truth says that I'm not going to fall down. Well, if you jump off a building, the law of gravity says you're going to fall down. Whether you like it or not, there's a truth outside of you. If you say, I'm going to smoke, it's not going to bother me. I'm not bothering anyone. Well, eventually, you smoke enough, there's a biological truth of your body that's going to rebel against all that smoking or if you drink excessive alcohol, or if you eat too much, or if you have too much sex, there's laws within your body that are eventually going to rebel against that. You see that? That you, you, you can't do that. Even if you say, well, I'm not going to exercise, well, your muscle's not gonna get big. If you don't eat, you're gonna starve yourself. If you don't sleep, that's going to affect you. See, there, there, there are biological laws within nature itself. If you work too much and you never recreate, well, eventually your body's going to break down. You're going to burn out. You're going to be exhausted. So we need these truths 
to guide us, to help us. Sometimes people just think the Catholic Church is all about laws, all about laws, do's and don'ts. No, you, you have to state the do's and don'ts in order to know the goal that you're seeking. And that's just the, that's just the first step. If you don't even know the truth, how are you going to live the truth? How are you going to proclaim it and witness to it? So the first thing is to know the truth. Just to know the truth. That's just the first step. That doesn't mean you're going to live the truth. But at least it's a first step. At least you know what's right and wrong if you know the truth. That's why we're doing the Explain the Faith series every week. So that you can know the truth. But after knowing the truth, then the hard part is living the truth. How do you live the truth? Well, prayer, as the catechism says, prayer and the sacraments. Prayer and the sacraments help us to love God and love our neighbor. That's two supreme aspects of the law, to love God and love our neighbor. We need the Holy Spirit to help us. And we need divine mercy to help us. Why do we need divine mercy? Because we're going to fall so many times. We may know the truth, and, but we, we may fall into sin. We are going to, probably are going to fall into sin many times. But that's why we need divine mercy to lift us up. That's why if you know the truth, don't use justice so much with people. You can know the truth, but then you could be justice, justice, justice. And like this, like a gavel, like a judge. And going after people. Don't do that. Be merciful. Be merciful. Because God is merciful to you. That's why you should be merciful to others. That's what's really going to help people to live the truth is when you're merciful to them, when you lift them up, when they fall. And not judging them always. Only God is, is the true judge. So yes, we need to speak the truth. We need to say what the truth is is so that we can at least live the truth then to live the truth we need grace we need prayer we need the sacraments we need help from one another to live that truth the supreme witness to the truth that we can live is martyrdom is martyr means to witness to the truth even in the face of persecution even in the face of opposition, even in the face of death itself, a martyr witnesses to the truth with their very life. And that's why in the church during the liturgical year, you'll see the priest wearing red vestments. It's a sign of the blood of the martyrs, but not just the blood, but the fact that this martyr gave their blood, gave their life to witness to the truth despite all opposition against them, like the early Christians, despite all opposition against them where everyone was against them, and they still had held fast to the truth and their love for Jesus Christ and their love for that truth. It's a gift. It's a grace. But that's where when we hold fast to the truth, even if we're persecuted, even if we have to wear a crown of thorns, on our head. That's where our light truly shines to the world. 
That's when we're that light and that darkness. Yes, there is much darkness that's out there. But if we, if we know the truth, live the truth, witness to the truth, we can be a small little light that shines in the darkness of this world. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.